Namaskaram. Welcome to today's episode of Khuli, the Times of India. As usual, I'm Sneha, sitting in Hyderabad, and across me on Skype is Aditi, who's sitting in Lucknow. Hey, Aditi, what's up? Hi, how's everyone doing? Welcome to Khuni. The weather was fine for two days, and now it's hot, sultry once again, and I'm back to being depressed. <laughs> same same to same yesterday it rained like cats and dogs okay like it just like we got we had our balcony flooded and all of that and then today yeah. morning i'm i was sweating like a pig what is this year man what the fuck is even happening <laughs> riots pogroms locusts earthquakes uh cyclones uh what else australian bushfires Australian bushfires yes but like i'm talking about india specifically and now apparently china has invaded us and our government won't release information properly like it's in <laughs> this whole year is insane and what are you doing china what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you at this oh did you see the list of uh, there's a list circulating on whatsapp on all the hmm. apps that we have to delete I'll forward it to you later <laughs> after this. <laughs> oh, I I think there is a there is an actual legit app on uh, Google Play which deletes all the Chinese origin apps on your phone automatically. <laughs> What? Oh, by the way, yeah, the yeah, list yeah. the list yeah. I'm talking about has things like AliExpress, Wish, Club Factory, huh. obviously, <laughs> yeah. obviously, Shein, and the surprise entry, Zoom. I'm kind of a little bit pissed at China. Okay, it's not their fault that the virus originated there, but it is their fault that you know they didn't take timely action, and it is definitely their fault that they are picking a goddamn pandemic at a time you know to invade us right now. It's insane. Yup, totally. And at this rate, yeah, I'll be dead before I turn thirty. I don't think I'll see September. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> and and the whole country has like the government i don't know what it's doing dude like it thinks it's so cool now let's start malls let's start restaurants i know people who have been ordered by their offices to come work like usual normal times oh god that sucks that really sucks and I, what is the government thinking opening <laughs> places of worship how is that exempt right now okay people who have not been to hindu temples in india you don't understand how crowded it is okay <laughs> it's just and if you're speaking of like you know specifically we're speaking of temple towns like varanasi or tirupati people from all over india come and visit these places okay even if the influx of tourists is not that high there is still a very real danger of uh, infection in these places so i don't even understand how the government is planning to open places of worship right now so uh, get this so the mm. the uh, tirupati devasthana committee which basically the thing that manages the tirupati uh-huh. thing yeah, has yeah, yeah. a has an office in hyderabad about mm. like say 5 kilometers from where i stay yeah. <laughs> they started selling laddus yesterday okay and the line was for like a kilometer long there were bikes parked all over people just went to buy prasad like i don't know they're just distributing free stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh god this is india's stress with religion is 
never ending honestly no and and some uh, some priest was saying on some one of these tvs that you have no bhakti channel and stuff like that uh-huh. i remember yeah. <laughs> i saw that video on youtube that guy was like recite gayatri mantra every day you'll not get corona it seems <laughs> <laughs> oh god i hate it so much you know the problem is i do recite a lot of sanskrit mantra because it sort of makes me feel calm and at peace it's like it's part of my okay. meditation process yeah but then these people will go on tv and start touting them as you know cures for the virus and what not and it disgusts me so much like it's like don't take the thing that i like that calms me down you know and it is literally keeping me away from depression and turn it into something weird and ugly i feel really bad about it and forget all of this dude mm. how unhygienic are our temples like the floor is always wet there is always yes. like wilting <laughs> flowers and oh, oh i, I first of all most of these temples are always near some body of water there's always a yep. spring running mm-hmm. there is always some underground spring there's always something the floor is yeah you're right the floor is i don't know why the yeah. floor is wet all the time <laughs> and what see and some of these temples are hundreds of years old okay they're made yeah. of like rock and granite even if you want to sanitize how will you sanitize and have you seen the sanctum sanctorums they're like tiny yes. boxes how do you maintain social distancing in those i don't i don't know i can rant about it all day so let's just stop <laughs> and let's just start the show right so let's dive into today's episode today we're looking into the life and crimes of baby patankar the meow meow queen oh meow meow queen that is such an adorable nickname i can put that on a shirt i can put that on a shirt and wear a tiara with it and roam around <laughs> it's cute it's really cute don't let the harmless sounding name fool you because this madam is one of india's most prolific crime lords or is that lordesses it's lady dude the opposite of lord is lady <laughs> oh yeah sorry shit lady die no correct correct yeah okay look i don't need drugs this whole situation and this stupid weather and this insanely drab and boring licensing deal that i've been working on this week are just melting my brain anyway <laughs> so who is baby patankar why are we covering her what are her bona fides to be on this show <gasps> bona fide genealogy seems calm down madam mm-hmm. so this lady went from being a milk vendor who earned about 100 rupees a month in 1980s to the alleged queen of a flourishing drug empire in mumbai and her story is can be an amazing netflix show like about a seven or eight episode serial is that bonafide nice. enough for you yes it is so she's technically not a killer although i think any drug peddler by extension is a killer in my book you know again there are like a few suspicious deaths around her which obviously we'll talk about Okay got it. Right so let's start. Shashikala Mazgaonkar was the only girl and the youngest of six siblings in her family. She was nicknamed baby at a very young age and until 1985 she made a living selling milk bottles in Siddharth Nagar slum in Burli South Mumbai and her brothers worked as drivers. She moved into the Siddharthnagar slum in Burli when she got married to a man called Ramesh Patankar. Once she settled here, her brothers followed her as well. 
Now, it looks like baby was enterprising from the very beginning. She joined her husband's milk business. And uh, we couldn't find a lot of information on this husband, though. He seems like he was a drug addict. In fact, baby's brothers were drug addicts as well. So like a good little sister and a dutiful wife, baby began procuring drugs for her family <laughs> from small peddlers, you know, as you do. Eventually, she realized <laughs> that the milk selling business would not support her family's drug habits. So she started what is probably her first scam, milk adulteration. And wow. it actually worked. She made a lot of money from the milk adulteration racket. As time passed, baby realized that her drug-addled husband was not worth the trouble he had been <laughs> causing. Not to mention the massive drain he was on her food adulteration money. So she promptly kicked him out. And not too long after that, she also quit the milk business. You see, all the drug runs she had been making for assorted drug-addicted <laughs> family members had given baby a taste for the business. According to her nephew, a local drug peddler imparted to her these words of wisdom. You can earn a lot more money selling drugs. Really? Wow. <laughs> wow. Local drug, drug peddler. Golden words, no doubt. Either way, a baby took the words to heart and embarked on a new career sometime in 1985 peddling drugs. So baby then moved into a house perched on top of a hill in the same slum with her other with her fa family now according to officials she began uh, dealing in hashish and brown sugar uh, from this very home she handled small stuff and remained largely under the radar during the 80s and the 90s she gradually expanded her business she started out as a peddler and soon had a gang of young men in her employ they hustled on the streets while she comfortably sorted through the contraband from a hutment on top of the hill. Baby, like we said earlier, was very enterprising and basically relied on the holy trinity of sex, money and power to keep her business safe from the cops. Now, the, a police officer once said that Baby had practically slept through the entire police department. He, in fact, wow. remarks that she was very egalitarian about who she slept with. She didn't care about rank. It could be a minor constable or it could be an inspector. She didn't, she didn't really mind. And uh, she also turned police informant, which she probably did to stay one step ahead of the police. Officials admit that turning a police informer helped her gain a lot of clout within the department. And I think this is also how she started recruiting from the Mumbai police. So, you know, this one official talked about the instance of a case when Apandi Baby's niece went missing. So he said, police received call from a local politician to ensure that the girl was traced. And get this, they found the girl within a fortnight. Wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, can you believe it? This 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 is happening in India. I mean, this... I know, and and this must be what in the eighties and nineties. Police in India is not known for its efficiency. That yeah, I mean, and this fourteen days is now even fast for like even like a you know police department in say New York or San Francisco or anywhere, man, Australia, New Zealand, any of these countries, and imagine that they found 
and also baby was supplementing her income with other ventures because she was a slum lord in the making she anticipated the influx of migrants from other other states and she built tenements for rent in the sparsely populated varli hill where she lived she also invested in real estate in varli lunavla and pune yeah she even started a tours and travels business basically she bought a bunch of cars and started renting them out for tourists as private taxis but we also think that this tours and travels business and these cars were a front for her real quote unquote businesses do you think ha so? definitely i was i was reading that uh, the private taxis were often used to carry around the drugs as far as gujarat and you know neighboring states yeah it was happening ah, awesome and the house that she moved into the one in the slum so it was a four roomed house in a sea like a little sea of temporary asbestos sheet tenements and ask anyone living in mumbai and they will tell you how unbelievably expensive it is to live in a four bedroom house in varli what the hell aditi shed some light yeah okay yes as someone who has gone house hunting in uh, mumbai especially in actually in worli area i can yeah. tell you that finding a four roomed house in mumbai is impossible to say the least even on a good salary wow and baby managed to accumulate an insane amount of wealth all in all her family had 22 bank accounts among themselves yeah from a humble milk vendor she had become a crorepati and the reason for this astronomical growth in fortunes was her shift from the basic drugs like brown sugar and hashish to the new kid on the block mephedrone better known as meow meow So in the 90s many established drug dealers in Mumbai were being rounded up by the police there was a massive crackdown and the Mumbai underworld was declining the other thing was that due to this, this crackdown uh, regular drugs like hashish heroin lsd or ecstasy were all becoming difficult to procure which was bad for baby's business but baby had three advantages firstly she was relatively unknown in the market till then secondly she was highly adept at evading cops and thirdly she had a very efficient supply chain for drugs in maharashtra goa gujarat so all of a sudden baby patankar became the point person for foreign drug suppliers in mumbai and baby took advantage of the situation to shift her operations to meow meow yeah that's what i'll be calling it because it's way more fun to say meow meow than mephedrone In fact she became so efficient at procuring transporting and distributing meow meow that it became cheaper than all the other drugs on the market and became very popular in fact i read that uh, meow meow is actually known as the poor man's cocaine so before we move on to the details about the drug and other stories of baby patankar aditi it's time for your drug test uh do you need a pee sample or something no dude i meant drug <laughs> knowledge test okay like a drug surprise quiz oh okay okay got it are you ready aditi yes my mind is ready my heart is ready and my soul is ready go wow okay first question and it's a very easy one so what is called the gateway drug yeah easy weed or marijuana wow dude i'm impressed <laughs> 
All right, little tougher. What is smack? Ah, uh, heroin. Okay. What is the difference between ice and speed? I know that they are both methamphetamine, but I don't. I don't know. I think maybe, <laughs> maybe there's a difference in concentration. I'm not too sure. Yeah, that that's correct. Okay, like you're fifty percent right because ice is eighty percent pure. and speed is typically the cheaper equivalent of around 10 to 20% pure so i'm assuming you didn't watch breaking bad right nope not even a minute of breaking bad i don't never got into it <laughs> right so the next next is also next is a multiple choice question okay yeah so what are the ways in which you can take cocaine the choices are orally intranasally intravenously by inhalation or all of the above i think all of the above right i am so impressed okay <laughs> <laughs> wow I, i because honestly i didn't know this okay i i i guess maybe a couple <laughs> but like i didn't think all of them what are you saying so, okay once again orally because i have seen uh, people on tv of course not in real life <laughs> i have seen people rub uh, the uh, like they take some a bit of the powder on their fingers and they rub it on their gums so yeah orally and intranasally i am assuming you know when people snort snorting it. <laughs> yeah 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 uh, intravenously obviously when people uh, inject it directly into their veins and inhalation is what they inhale the vapors or something yeah yeah the thing they put on a spoon and they light the spoon from niche and they inhale no oh i thought that was acid <laughs> i think I oh, yeah apparently you can do that with cocaine also <laughs> okay okay wow you're doing exceptionally when well <laughs> this last question is in my opinion the toughest so all right let's see which of the following is not another name for lsd Okay, your options are A, Daffy Duck, B, Acid Moon, C, Twenty Five, D, Yin Yang, or E, Contact Lenses. Not the name. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> you you want me to say the options again? <laughs> no, I got the options. I'm not confused about them. I just uh, I don't know contact lenses. That is that is obviously the weirdest one, I guess. <laughs> uh, no, dude, it's actually Acid Moon. I made it up. <laughs> oh, that Acid Moon <laughs> is actually a very realistic name for LSD. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so I'll I'll just give give you like a background, okay? Daffy Duck was another name they used to just. Use it as a decoy so the police wouldn't catch on. Because if you remember, LSD gained popularity in San Francisco during the uh, Free Love Movement, nineteen fifty-seven, fifty-eight types. Okay, and then twenty-five uh, is because the effects of LSD can be felt with as little as twenty-five micrograms. So oh, then wow. that's why they called it twenty-five on the street. Yin Yang. This is very interesting. Yin yang, as you know, means opposite, right? Opposites, right? So LSD can right. cause the user to feel a number of opposite feelings all at once. Oh, okay. Yeah, and let's let's look at your option. Okay. <laughs> so they were called contact lenses because small tab forms of LSD can huh. appear to look like little contact lenses. So this was like a perfect way to disguise 
a conversation about the drug so can i can ask you aditi do you want contact lenses or things like do you get contact lenses wow so, I, i would not have guessed that at all that was not yeah. in my radar <laughs> even a little bit <laughs> yeah like it seems very innocuous right like it's just sitting there yeah. and you're like ha huh, how can it be contact lenses trap on but- so bitches Acid Moon should totally be some drug I think it's a good name I'm proud of you thanks <laughs> I'm proud of me too <laughs> yeah right okay let's move on right so now is also a good time to tell you all at least those who don't know about meow meow so meow meow is a party drug that according to and these are legit medical professionals okay and they all say that it can literally fry your brain yeah wow yeah so it's cheap to synthesize and in the us where where, where it was first discovered it was very easy to get it online and the dea that is the drug enforcement authority you know the us drug task force they first identified uh, mephedrone as a problem in 2011 approximately 2 years after it entered the united states yeah like that's that is how difficult it was to find this drug and in november 2011 they categorized it as a schedule 1 drug and it made puni- it was made punishable but that is not the story we want to focus on within this little this story okay the one we want to tell you is the one that talks about the effects of meow meow aditi please Yeah. Go ahead. So on December 29 of 2013, a British 19-year-old was home for the holidays, and he geeked on Meow Meow, stabbed his mother before cutting off his own penis with the same knife. The police responded to an emergency call placed by his mother and discovered that the son was, quote, hanging out of a bedroom window with blood pouring from his wounds, unquote. My God, he was just hanging from the bedroom window, what with his penis in his hand. Like, what what was going on? And oh God! So thankfully, the mother was in stable condition, and the son's penis had been reattached. And apparently, the family friend said that he's normally a very lovely lad and very bright, but unfortunately, he started dabbling in drugs. Yeah, no shit, family friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah very very unfortunately but imagine dude imagine if you were like someone who was passing on that street and then you just happened to look up <laughs> oh god i would have fainted i would have paid good money to listen to that 999 call okay also get this the the picture accompanying this article is of a man cutting a sausage just <laughs> so on the nose Yeah, and you know the funny part is this incident actually happened many years after UK actually banned the drug, because UK in fact banned this drug in twenty ten. Oh, okay. So the obvious question is, when did it become popular in India, and how was it spread basically? So meow meow, M cat, or white magic, or drone was the most happening street drug that hit Mumbai. and even those people who use things like cocaine mdma hash say that this drug has the worst fucking crash yeah and apparent and according to a past user 
who was talking in this article i'd read said that this drug will make you damn suicidal yeah oh, clearly wow. from the example we saw above Crazy. yeah but why resort to methadone just you know if you get depressed you can become damn suicidal no but then i think these are people <laughs> who weren't genuinely like i think they just took <laughs> because the thing is see this drug sounds very harmless like imagine if some drug peddler is offering you hey do you want to buy cocaine that costs like 8000 to 10000 per gram or do you want to buy mm. like this other meow meow that costs 1000 rupees a gram you oh. as a out of work 20 something or someone in school who what would you buy i mean you are a kid who doesn't know what drugs are like yeah you would obviously go for the 1000 bucks one stuff. Yeah, why not? In fact, some reports suggested that in 2015 that there were about 1200,000 to 1500,000 users in our country. And this number is still growing even now in 2020. Yeah. And and the shocking thing is police have told local journalists that 80% of drug addicts in Mumbai were meow meow heads. Yeah. Wow. So basically it was everywhere because it's the cheapest drug available okay as i said it cost somewhere between usd 15 to 23 per gram which in 2015 was about 1000 to 1500 rupees and cocaine costed 6 to 8 times as much i mean kids as young as 12 to 14 were buying this drug wow horrifying Yeah so I've uh, spoken to someone who lived in Bombay at that time I cannot tell you the name according to them meow meow was also available in pan shops yeah so in fact mumbai psychiatrist and the chair of uh, forensic psychiatry at the indian psychiatric association yusuf machiswala has seen and treated kids who lost weight broke down dropped out of schools and colleges stole lied cheated developed psychosis lung problems and even died from all from this very very impure drug because he says the makers to dilute the potency can put any damn white powder in it yeah turns out you can put anything in it to dilute it like baking soda baking powder ajinomoto powder even powdered polo literally wow. anything anything that's white uh This is why I said there are no innocent drug peddlers. Okay, every drug peddler has blood on their hands. Yeah, kids, dude, kids. Yeah, <laughs> and also, essentially, the most popular place it was taken in when it first started out was in clubs. Okay, because it's generally snortable but also swallowable, and the way of ingesting it is comparable to coke rather than ecstasy or MDMA. but mm. the come down as everybody has been saying it is like mdma is okay the it's just a crash it just comes out of nowhere and it's a like you're high like for a minute and then next minute you're just down and that is just horrible yeah but what is its appeal why do people take it a the ability to stay up for all hours increased sex drive and insane energy i mean who wouldn't want wow. that wow yeah i want that <laughs> I want that now. <laughs> Bye. Do na four wo Red Bull pilo. That's it. Enough. <laughs> you don't. You don't need meow meow. 
सो बीएबी पाटंकर पाउंस्ड ऑन दिस ड्रग एंड क्विकली गॉट अखा मुंबई हुक्ड ऑन टू इट सो बीएबी मेड द शिफ्ट टू मेफेड्रोन इन 2014 म्याऊ म्याऊ इज अवेलेबल मोर इजीली देन अदर एडिक्टिव ड्रग्स लाइक वी सेड इट्स चीपर but the most important thing was that until february 2015 it was not covered under the narcotics drugs and psychotropic substances act which is the drug legislation in india so in 2014 the chief minister of maharashtra at the time had to write to the center to get this drug added to the list of controlled substances under the ndps act and then it was finally done in 2015 so under this act now possessing a commercial quantity of the drug that is exceeding 50 grams is punishable with an imprisonment between 10 to 20 years and fine of up to 2 lakh rupees so police often spoke of mephedrone and baby's name kept cropping up as they made arrests relating to drug seizures in the city especially in the areas of vasai and virar and western and northern suburbs in mumbai based on these admissions police as well as the anti narcotic cell of the mumbai police raided her siddhartnagar home several times but without success they would come to siddhartnagar to arrest her but as they started sort of climbing on the hill where her house stood someone down below would immediately alert her and by the time the police reached her home she would have given them the slip or sent the drugs away The thing is people who lived in the Siddhartnagar slum were fiercely loyal to her either out of genuine love or fear baby knew the value of a well placed favor much like the godfather from the godfather movies and also like him baby was known to be ruthless her nephews wow. alleged that baby had their mother killed when she objected to her house being used for drug peddling Uh, in march 2001 patankar was arrested after the anti narcotic cell of mumbai police found her with 30 grams of brown sugar she was taken to a special court set up under the ndps act and by november she was already acquitted let me tell you something about ndps court okay it takes more than 3 to 4 months to even get the first hearing but baby walked out in 8 months this was years <laughs> before she gained notoriety as the alleged drug peddler okay baby patankar had managed to walk free from her very first arrest in a manner that still leaves narcotics officers in mumbai fumbling for words uh one of the a senior police official said that uh, this is a person who got acquittal in an ndps case within 8 months most cases don't even come up for trial for at least a year so yeah that was the level of clout and and baby was a master cop baiter okay like she forged all kinds of relationships with cops to get them to either leave her business alone or worse she simply recruited them and which made her job infinitely easier in 2011 she turned informer for mumbai's mumbai police's anti narcotic cell and helped them catch an inspector with a stash of brown sugar by posing as a decoy customer wow <laughs> yeah this happened too so basically a retired inspector who served in the anti narcotic cell in the early 2000s said that patankar was a soft spoken woman who can be charming with those she wanted to impress but fiercely vindictive 
towards those she believes have cheated her she was very close to dhawale the officer who was suspended they traveled together to factories where brown sugar was produced dhawale made a hell lot of money working with her but in 2011 it appears he did not pay her a share of the profits during a particular deal and she tipped off the police so baby was also in a long term relationship with a police constable called kaloke they first met when he raided her house in 1996 to search for drugs he obviously didn't find any but he definitely fell for baby's charms oh my god and she recruited him for the family business see see <laughs> love at first raid yeah nothing like a good drug bust to fall in love what a romantic setting so she would get kaloke to store the drugs in his bag kaloke always used an official vehicle and these are never searched during nakabandis nakabandis are cordon searches and her drugs would never get caught so later kaloke told the police about the drugs also being ferried on buses and in fact he even said that he took drugs on his person but like all love stories these two soon fell out rumors began to float that patankar who later became co-accused in this case had tipped off the police to get back at kaloke for his constant physical abuse and his attempt to corner her profits what really baffles me is that in both these cases with the earlier cop dhawale who was suspended and with kaloke as well she know they are both associated with her they are both working with her they are cooperating with her so she knows that if she turns them in she will also get into trouble but she is so vindictive that she risks that with kaloke she even became co-accused she so she technically risked prison and her business just because you know she had a bone to pick with these two men so on march 9th 2015 a police team seized 114 kilogram of mephedrone among its biggest ever seizures of the drug from the satara home of kaloke uh kaloke claimed that the haul which was <laughs> worth almost 22 crore belonged to a customs officials and had been handed to him by baby for safekeeping that means another police officer was working with her the next day another 12 gra- kilograms of mephedrone was recovered from kaloke's cupboard at the police station right so he was storing wow. drugs in the goddam police station this led to his dismissal so with one of its own caught in the drug ring and with signs that more names could tumble out mumbai police went after shashikala with vengeance there's also another reason so the mumbai police estimated that 8 out of every 10 drug addicts which were being treated at the rehabilitation centers in mumbai were now users of mephedrone police pegged the number of its users in the city to uh, anywhere between 1.2 to 1.4 lakh which was a lot On 29th May 2015, the police arrested four other high-ranking policemen for their alleged connection to Patankar. These were Gokhale, uh, and Gokhale was always known to have an honest and upright image. Then Inspector Gautam Gaikwar, Sub-Inspector Sudhakar Sarang, Assistant Sub-Inspector Jyoti Ram Mane, and Head Constable Yashwant Parate 
for allegedly helping Patankar evade arrest. And notice all these four officers are at different different, uh, hierarchies within the police department. So she had, basically she had reached at every level. Since Shashikala had fled after Kaloke's arrest, her sons Satish and Girish were also missing. Uh, the police kept tapping their phones. They were under an enormous pressure. You know, a, a nationwide manhunt had been launched. The first lead since her disappearance had come from her son's call data. His phone uh, was zeroed down to near a mobile tower in Kamote, which is a satellite township around 30 minutes away from Mumbai. Police found that he made numerous calls to a number there. After sustained grilling, the woman who lived at the address admitted that baby and her son Girish had come to her house and from there travelled to Surat and Delhi. So Surat is in Gujarat, which is a completely different state and Delhi, as you know, is in uh, northern India. Two Mumbai police teams were dispatched to both Surat and Delhi on the next available flights and both teams reached a dead end. At the end of February 2015, Kaloke confessed in his uh, interrogation. He said that he sought a 10-day leave saying that he wanted to visit his ailing mother. But instead of doing that, he travelled to his native village with a lot of luggage and asked his neighbour to store it for a couple of days. In fact, he even gave him a a, a 1,000-rupee note and said, buy a cupboard and put my stuff there. However, a team of undercover officers arrested him then and there. And among Kaloke's luggage... The team found packets of a white crystalline powder, which was later identified as mephedrone, and he was put under arrest. In fact, another of Kaloke's neighbors claims to have seen a woman who often visited his house. Okay, she would arrive in a car with a handkerchief over her face, hand over some packages, and then leave. Wow. Any guesses who the woman was? When the police arrested Kaloke, baby was in Khandala. A senior Mumbai police officer said that he wouldn't be surprised if the arrest was a result of a tip-off from her. So he said that baby had given Kaloke meow meow for safekeeping. And it seems that Kaloke decided to sell the drugs. Wow. No wonder, didn't you realize she's not someone you should piss off? Yeah, you don't cross baby ever. Yeah, man. Nobody, nobody crosses baby. So after being on the run for over 40 days, baby was arrested by the Mumbai police on 22nd April 2015. And she immediately filed for bail. The police uh, cited the wealth amassed by baby over a period of 30 years to oppose her bail and firmly showed her links to the drug business. And according to police, Baby, who was then 54, earned 22 properties in Mumbai and Pune and had 1.2 crores in FDs. I mean, I can't even imagine what that looked like. So her lawyer argued that she was a family woman. She paid her taxes regularly, ran a tourist agency and thus earned all her money. Which tourist agency will get you so much money? And he also stated that they were, there was absolutely no link between baby and the recovered drugs. She was also discharged in 27 by a special NDPS court. 
more than 2 years after being booked as an accused in a case where 112 kg of mephedrone was seized from Carlo Khe's home and i'll tell you the funniest bit forensic tests conducted by lab two laboratories had concluded that the contraband seized by the satara police from Carlo Khe's home was food additive sodium glucomate popularly known as ajinomoto now all our le- listeners might be wondering uh, what is a discharge application uh, basically a discharge is a remedy provided to a person who has been charged maliciously uh, if the false allegation has been made against a person they can file an application and uh, yeah the important the operative word here is charged maliciously yeah so in the application that was filed by her the submissions were that there was no material to frame charges against her since the chemical analyzer report of two forensic science laboratories both in mumbai and in hyderabad tested negative for mephedrone the the drug that police claimed that she was dealing in she it was also she also submitted that kaloke alleged that she had supplied the drugs to him in july 2014 while mephedrone was included as a psychotropic substance under the narcotic Drugs and Psychotropic Substances Act only in Feb 2015, and her other thing was that apart from the statement of her co-accused Kaloke, which by the way is inadmissible before law, there was no evidence against her in court. So I'll just explain this a little bit. So according to the evidence law in India, if two co-accused are tried separately, the statement of confession of one of the co-accused is not admissible in in evidence. i hope did that make sense aditi yeah 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 but the special public prosecutor submitted that baby was named as an accused in other criminal cases as well but the court stated that in the current case there was no material to frame charges against her and thus they discharged her from the matter okay now let's fast forward to 2019 signaling the end of the investigation that had caused it severe embarrassment and in which two of its own were arrested on the eve of their retirement the police mumbai police filed charges against baby uh, dismissed the const- and dismissed the constable uh, kaloke and three others however four years after accusing padankar and kaloke of possessing over 124 kgs of mephedrone and four failed forensic tests later the police has now only charged them for possessing 20 grams of charas imported liquor and a forged voter identity card it also had to drop the names of the other police officers that had been accused remember gokhle and all of aiding patankar to evade arrest citing lack of evidence the police later tried to claim that the ajinomoto found at kaloke's home was probably used to uh, cut the mephedrone which had to, which was to be later sold however like we said four different forensic labs all over india ruled that the substance tested negative for mephedrone or any other narcotic substance and only positive for monosodium glutamate or ajinomoto now uh, the police had gotten the samples retested by the central forensic laboratories by approaching the bombay high court after the sessions court had rejected its pleas leading to a lengthy delay in filing of the charge sheet all along baby had maintained that requests for retesting were only tactics adopted by the police to delay the prosecution in the face of negligible evidence 
So the NDPS court had to basically order Mumbai police to close the case. Basically, under the NDPS Act, uh, the crime branch has only retained charges of drug possession against the five policemen accused in the charge sheet. So, guys, remember how the crime branch had arrested five policemen claiming that they were in contact with her while she was on the run and were helping baby evade capture. So, of them, Gokhale and Gaikwad were arrested one day before their retirement. In fact, Gokhale's son Saket wrote a long Facebook post in which he said that his father had just finished ironing his uniform for his last day when he got a call from the police station and had to leave to answer some questions. Oh my God. So the police filed a plea seeking... So all these policemen filed a plea seeking to be discharged from the case after the latest negative... After the last negative forensic report. Even after a thorough investigation, no evidence was found that supported the role of the accused police officers in the crime. They were in contact with baby only because she was an informant. And so the crime branch removed their names from the charge sheet. However, Saket still maintains that the Maharashtra chief minister of that time, who was also the home minister, would have had to be in the know for any police officer to be arrested in this way on the eve of his retirement. Saket says, We were told that they were orders from the top. My father kept writing to the crime branch for over four years, asking them to either file a charge sheet or drop his name, rather than keeping the case in limbo. Yeah, apparently his father even threatened to go on a hunger strike if the charge sheet was not filed. And turns out that the crime branch had then assured him that they will act soon. And after that, the charge sheet was filed within a week. And then they found out that Gokhale's name was dropped. Wow. All these policemen were discharged in July 2019, after four years. And as for Baby, she's currently out and about in Mumbai and claims to be a crusader against drugs. She says, we read in an interview, Drugs are being openly sold outside Varli Diary. Wow, she told Indian Express. But the police aren't doing anything. <laughs> so there's just obviously this raises this one question we want to address before we close this episode. Do you think, Aditi, that women make drug great drug lords? Because Mumbai in the 90s was dominated by female drug lords. What do you, what's your take on this? I think it's because the police don't really take a woman seriously. She gets more time to escape, like in this case. If you're specifically talking about Mumbai in the 90s, uh, there was this, there was a massive crackdown by the police on the existing drug cartels that were already operating in Mumbai. So these were mostly men who were involved and they were aggressively hunted down by the police in uh, during that time. So when the men were arrested, it was the women who took over the drug trade. Also, and this is the Mumbai police's reasoning, they say that apparently arresting a woman is much more difficult than men. So you know, you and I both know that, you know, uh, as per the criminal procedure code, there are a lot of rules for arresting a woman. For example, a male police officer cannot enter a woman's home after sundown. A female police officer needs to be present during the arrest, etc. Also, the police said that sometimes when they were being pursued by them, the women drug peddlers would start disrobing 
and start accusing the police of molesting them and they had to simply run away from there obviously obviously and this is something that baby also did many times to evade capture so yeah i think those are the reasons why there was a dominance of women in drug business in mumbai makes sense so ladies and gentlemen that is the story of shashikala baby patankar we hope you enjoyed this episode let us know what you thought of baby do you think she is innocent or did she manage to wriggle away this time too let us know you know where to reach us until next time stay safe this is for people in india we know they are allowing you to go out and do whatever you want but according to medical practitioners the worst is yet to be so please exercise caution and take care of yourself bye bye see you next week bye